Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. Well, hello and welcome into the Money Night Podcast. Glad to have you. I'm Ben George alongside Wade Chessman. He is certified financial planner and certified kingdom advisor. Wait, uh, I know that um, a lot of people recently have been forced into retirement. It seems to kind of be a growing trend, Mm -hmm. uh, right? So I'm sure there's a lot of questions that come with that because it can be a very unsettling time. For sure. For sure. Today, I want to get into five of these that I think are the most common questions people ask when they find themselves uh, having to retire maybe earlier than they planned or maybe just being presented with that option of, hey, what do you, would you consider an early retirement? Uh, so these are some of the common questions that get asked. And I want to start off with that buy offer, uh, Wade. Should, okay. Is that something you should accept um, You know that maybe includes a severance? Or should you take your chances and try to stay with the job? If you are presented with the option, mm-hmm. which would you suggest choosing? Yeah, I've had that happen with folks a lot of times over the years. Sometimes, you know, the writing's on the wall and you kind of have to understand the politics of what's going on. Like if you get this buyout offer, a lot of times it's their way of saying, hey, better take this deal or there's not going to be anything there left for you. The writing's on the wall and you, you better move forward. Now, that's not always the case. So sometimes it takes a little nuancing, trying to understand exactly what's actually happening. You know, like, are they really offering this? And if you stay, I had a friend, client that got this offer from a big company and she just really wasn't ready to leave yet. She wanted to continue. It was a pretty good offer and she stayed and it's worked out great for her. On some cases, I've had people get these offers and they feel like they have no choice really but to take because if they don't, then they may not get this again and they'll be out the door. So it depends. Um, If you don't think you can make it, it really is more, it's kind of an art and a science because like I said, sometimes you kind of need to take it because that's their way of kicking you out the door in a nice way. And having that buyout will give you some time and opportunity then to find a new gig. A lot of times they'll offer, you know, I've seen them where they offer job assistance and all kinds of other things. So there's no, there's, it's not, you know, like a lot of things that we talk about, Ben, there's no perfect answer. I'd say, you know, talk to the higher ups, talk to your boss, talk to the folks around there and kind of get a sense of what's actually going on with the company. And that'll help you decide whether or not you should take it. Yeah. Cause I think like there are probably situations where that is kind of the writing on the wall, right? If you, cause if you maybe pass up on that, um, I think I've even heard of, of someone that, that passed up on that. And then a few weeks later they were just laid off altogether and just completely missed out on that benefit. Right. I mean, you just don't always know. Mm-hmm. You have to understand the nuances of what's going on with the company. Are they doing this buyout? Because t- times are really tough and they've got to let go of people. Um, you know, with this one particular client was working at American Airlines. Mm-hmm. And remember, COVID came along and they were laying off all kinds of people, giving people early buyouts. She didn't take it. And it's worked out great because now they're they're hiring people back again. So you just don't always know. All right. What about a pension? Not, obviously, not everybody has uh, the pension option. But if you do get presented with a, a pension buyout, um, the question always becomes, is it a better way to take that lump sum or is it better to keep the pension as a monthly lifetime payout? Right. I do see this quite a bit. 
especially with interest rates being ha- having been not now when they were super low, we were seeing a lot more of these companies that were offering buyouts of pensions. Uh, my wife actually got that offer a couple of times from American Airlines where she worked for a long time. And it's tempting to want to take the lump sum mm-hmm. and just say, hey, give me my money and I'll move on. But you got to do the math. I mean, a lot of times it doesn't make sense to do it uh, because the payout as a percentage of the value is still pretty good. So the idea of when you work with a fiduciary like us, we're called to do what's in the client's best interest. That's what the fiduciary rule means. We've talked, we did a whole podcast on that. Mm-hmm. And I, well, we just look at the numbers and then we'll help you decide. But a lot of times people will have come into my office and they say, I met with this advisor and they said I should take the lump sum. And I do the math and I'm like, that, I just don't know if I agree with that. The payout on this is pretty good. So in my wife's case, we, we're not taking the payout, the lump sum. We're taking the pension payout because the numbers still look better. So you got to do the math on it and then make a wise decision based on that. Yeah. It's always so important to do the math. All right. Um, more common questions if you are in the position where you're being forced into retirement. Uh, if you have the option of taking your severance as a one-time payment – uh, or pay out over, over several months. Again, what option would you go with there? Well, this is a good one where tax planning can come into play, right? Okay. So if you get a big lump sum severance payment, or if you get a severance buyout, and they're going to offer to you it all at once, but maybe that would push you into a higher bracket this year, you know? Mm-hmm. And it'd be better off if you could smooth it out over time. So what I would say is let's do the math, let's do the numbers and figure out which one makes more sense. You know, if you can, usually if you can spread it out over a couple of years, it helps because let's say you've worked for the company for six months out of the year and they offer you a year's worth of severance or two years worth of severance and they offer to pay you all up front. Well, that's certainly going to most likely push you into a much higher tax bracket. So a lot of times you'd be better off spreading it out. So that's where it takes a little bit of planning and nuance to decide if you get the choice, sometimes you don't get a choice. You just got to do it. But if you get a choice, a lot of times spreading it out could make a lot more sense. Okay. Again, when you have these options, you want to sit down with someone and go through the math and uh, make sure it all makes sense before you pull the trigger either way, which is why we want to go through these. Um, another question here, Wait for someone in this position that 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 is forced and isn't ready to stop working, they want to continue to work. They aren't ready to, to transition out of that. Should they look to find another job or should they just retire altogether and just, just try to make it work? Well, it depends on the plan, right? That's where this would be an opportunity to come in, uh, go through your financial plan, run the numbers and see if you can make it work. If you can, great. Then maybe that's an option for you. Or it may be the situation where you can't reach all your objectives that you had originally outlined. So it's going to mean going back to work, it may be that you just want to go back to work part-time just to supplement things. That's the beauty, Ben, of having the plan, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't have to guess at some of these things. We don't have to make these decisions in a in a vacuum. I've said many times, come in, let's do the, let's look, review the plan and see if you're on the right path. If you're not, what maybe we need to make some adjustments, but we can better answer that question, I think, when... And when we look at it in context of your overall situation. So whether or not you should get a job or not, sometimes you may not even need to get a job, but you want to. And I've talked about this many times. 
we try to use the word financial independence sometimes instead of the word retirement because it's the ability to be able not to work if you don't have to or don't want to, uh, but you may choose, you, you may decide, hey, I want to keep doing it. Yeah, it really describes the situation a little bit better, right? It, you're looking for that independence to have that choice. That's really what you want, and that's what we're hoping to accomplish here. For anyone that, that does decide they do want to go back to work, wait, have you have you seen any um, any issues with people trying to get hired at that age, right? If you're if you're close to retirement, um, do you th- is it tough to get a job if you're looking for one? Well, I think there's probably something to that. Sometimes that could be an issue depending on the industry. My brother works in the tech industry, and he keeps thinking one of these days they're going to put him out to pasture just because he's getting older. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's as big of a problem as it used to be like 15, 20 years ago because people are staying in the workforce longer. There's a the job market's really strong. And I think people appreciate someone who has experience and that isn't just coming in without any knowledge or anything like that. So, and there's more laws and protections around that. So it, it's an issue. I mean, I think it'd be disingenuous to say it isn't, but it's not as big of an issue as it was. And I've, we've gotten plenty of clients that have, have gone out and found jobs and later in their careers or later in their lives. It's not an issue. So I wouldn't let that stop me from going out there. Yeah. It feels like this time right now too, there are, the job market is pretty strong, right? So you know, yeah, now it's is a good a great time, time to, good time to be looking. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, these are just some of the questions that uh, we commonly come across when someone's faced with an early retirement being forced into one. And hopefully this helps you out if if, uh, maybe you're in that boat or think you might be at some point. But again, we encourage you to sit down and uh, and get some answers for your specific situation if you are in that that spot. Uh, Chessmanwealth.com is the website. You can also call Wade and his team directly, 214-572-2120. But I know it's a tough position for some people, but that's why an advisor is there for you to help sort things out. You might end up being in a better position than you actually realize. That's right. And you don't have to do it alone. Come in and we'll help you make a, a good decision. We'll help you work through the pluses and minuses of the different options you have available to you. If you do have a buy it offer, should you take it? Should you not? I've helped plenty of people do this over the years. So, you know, you don't have to go it alone. Mm-hmm. Again, chessmanwealth.com is the best place to start. And now, this month's Kingdom Minute, where we learn what the Bible says about managing money and how it applies to your life. All right, on this episode of the Kingdom Minute, I want to review an article that I just recently read by Rob West, who's president of Kingdom Advisors. He also does a daily radio show called Money Wise, which I would highly recommend. In this article, he talks about a word that a lot of us um, don't, it doesn't really sound like much fun. That word is discipline, Right. And, but I think discipline sometimes gets a bad rap because without discipline, chaos, construction, and destruction would reign. And we all need discipline in our life, but especially when it comes to our finances, right? Proverbs twenty five twenty eight: a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. And that was from King Solomon, one of the richest men who ever lived. So, you know, I agree with this. Sometimes discipline doesn't seem like fun. It but it does provide many positive things to make our lives better. Peace of mind is the biggest one that comes to mind for me. So when you follow God's discipline or when you have discipline to follow God's principles, for example, you worry a lot less about creditors calling you for bills you can't pay. 
So instead, you're putting money aside for emergencies, investing for the future. And really, it's very, I don't think you can put a price tag on the peace of mind that comes from something like that. But the word discipline has developed a negative connotation over time. You know, you think of disciplinary action, which is punishment for wrongdoing. That's only one connotation, however. Uh, the verb disciple means to teach. The noun a disciple is a student. So Jesus taught his disciples how to spread the gospel. They certainly weren't being punished. These days, besides being thought of as a punishment, discipline is often considered to be restrictive. It limits the things that we want to do, right? Uh, the, it, that's what makes that, that kind of thinking makes discipline difficult because given we're all human, right? Given a choice, we'd rather not limit ourselves. If discipline limits the number of some options, it also expands the number of other choices we could make. So we have to train or discipline ourselves to live on a budget, for example, which we just did a whole podcast on that. To save, to be generous is laid out in God's principle. So we don't want to do these things naturally. We'd rather spend our money on whatever we want, whenever we want, right? It's a lot more fun, at least in the short term. But those who've mastered self-discipline understand it doesn't really limit these options. So over time, practicing self-discipline actually adds to your choices, to your freedom, because you're not in debt and you have money in the bank. So saving and investing requires discipline. Proverbs 10.4, a slack, a slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. So as we acquire more and more wealth, we also acquire more freedom, not to spend foolishly, but to live an appropriate, comfortable lifestyle and to serve God more fully. So that's true freedom. The only way to get that is from discipline. Yeah, you talk about it all the time, Way, but it never it never gets old. And it's so important to continue to, to hammer that point. And uh, I know that's what you help your clients do over at Chessman Well. So we appreciate your insight as always and, and always love to hear the Kingdom Minute. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Money Night Podcast. Glad to have you on this show. Please subscribe if you haven't already, and please visit chessmanwealth.com for more information on what Wade and his team can offer you, plus a lot of other great resources, including every podcast that we've recorded. Wade, thanks for your time as always. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Ben. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.